Hey guys, we wanted to tell you about another uh, true crime podcast we've been listening to called Murder Bucket. Murder Bucket. Murder Bucket um, with our friend Hannah. And it's really good. You should take a listen. She's got a short trailer Here you can is. listen to. Hi, my name's Hannah, and I'm the host of the Murder Bucket podcast, where I talk about murder, paranormal activity, abductions, kidnapping, and weird stuff. I have new episodes come out every Monday, so be sure to follow me on social media. Facebook at BucketMurd, Instagram at MurdBucket, and Twitter at The Murder Bucket. Hi, this is Kelly. And this is Jenna. And you're listening to ODFM. Today's episode is One Diaper from Murder. Okay, so this story is one that I, I brought up, uh, I went and found myself. So a couple days ago, I was watching the Netflix um, series on the Challenger explosion, oh, yes. um, which was really good, by the way. You should watch it okay. if you get a chance. And I remember that. Like, I remember I was in fifth grade and they brought in several TVs on those mm-hmm. tall wheeled carts because they were tubed TVs, you know, yep. on those tall wheelie cart things. And they brought them all into the library, like they had several of them. And then we all sat like crisscross applesauce on the floor. So we all sat there to watch and it was like this huge deal to watch it. And Mm -hmm. then we started watching it and it exploded. And I remember they just kind of turned off the TVs and just kind of was like, everybody back to school and all this. And I remember thinking it was really weird because I didn't understand what had happened. I don't think I understood that what happened was not what was supposed I'd never seen a launch, so I didn't know what it was supposed to look like, right? I just remembered thinking it was really weird that they made this huge deal about it. Mm-hmm. And then and it was, um, like cut off. yeah, it was the first teacher to go into space. This was huge. Yeah. We're all going to watch it. And then it was like, literally it went off and then it was like, shut it all down, go back to school. And I was like, like it's probably oh, better. <laughs> what's happening? I was clueless, which is not any different. No, than sad. <laughs> so, um, I don't, yeah. So I don't know when I figured out that that's what happened. I don't know when that, I don't remember that part. We just pretend that didn't happen. Let's brush that under. Right. So, you know, that seemed normal to me. Yeah. So So we were like, oh, this goes along with my family. We do the same thing. Right, exactly. This is how we handle crises. (laughs) So (laughs) um, anyway, watching that reminded me of this story several years back about a female astronaut who drove in a mad rush across several states to confront her ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend wearing a diaper. So well, you don't want to waste time. I mean, it's uh, right. Exactly. Time is of the essence. So (laughs) as crazy as this story sounds on the surface, I will say the more I learned about this woman, Mm -hmm. the more I understood why she snapped. You related to her. You were like, yeah, girl, I totally relate to to you. So, right. This is okay. So her name as an astronaut was Lisa Nowak. Born in 1963 in Washington, D.C., Lisa Marie Caputo became interested in space when she was just five years old. She was quoted saying, I remember the moon landing and watching those astronauts and thought it was very exciting. Lisa was incredibly intelligent. She was the valedictorian of her class in Rockville, Maryland. She studied aerospace engineering at the United States Naval Academy at a time when only 6% of the human human body... (laughs) 6% 6% of the student body. So only true crime. So I'm. Yeah, only the arm studies it. 
Right, so only 6% of the student body was female. 6%. In December of 1985, she received orders to report to Naval Air Station Pensacola in Florida for flight training. At the time, by law, women were still banned from combat assignments. So half the jobs in the Navy were unavailable to women regardless of their talent or ability. Right, which angers me. So getting accepted into flight training was a huge achievement at this time because there weren't even a lot of jobs for them. And uh, the women that were accepted into flight training were super resented by the men because they, it meant they got passed over Mm -hmm. by a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was yeah. a real friendly place to, to be. Oh, God. I <laughs> right? can't even imagine. So in June of 1987, she qualified as a naval flight officer. In 1988, she married her Annapolis classmate, Richard Nowak. Uh, a few years later, she gave... Huh? Dick. <laughs> yeah, Dick. <laughs> Dick Nowak. A few years later. <laughs> Nowak. <laughs> you Dick. <laughs> Dick Nowak. <laughs> I was just about to say how you get so <laughs> caught up in names. You are so an eight-year-old boy sometimes. It's ridiculous. Totally. Dick Nowak. <laughs> Dick Nowak. Oh, I'm sure he loved that. Cool. Yeah. Fun. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, God. So somewhere in, in 88, she gave, birth, she gave birth to her son while she was also flying as a Navy test pilot. What? I don't know wow. how she did that. Right. I know. Right. <laughs> she logged over uh, 1,500 flight hours in more than 30 different aircraft. Wow. So the girl, ha- you know, had yeah. skills, right? At some point, she did an interview for the Ladies Home Journal where they quoted her as saying, it's definitely a challenge to do the flying and take care of even one child and do all the other things you have to do. But I learned that you can do it. So She's the woman can multitask. Yeah. <laughs> she can multitask mm-hmm. like none other. In 1992, she earned a Master of Science degree in Aeronautical Engineering and a degree of Aeronautical and Astronautical Engineer from the U.S. Naval Postgraduate School. I don't know. She had a Master's degree and then got a second degree, and they were all things that I can barely pronounce. Right. (laughs) So, she's... (laughs) Holy balls. Right. In 1996, Lisa made it through the competitive selection process to become an astronaut. She was one of 35 selected as NASA's class of 96. Her, I think it was her and only a handful of other women. Like there was like of the 35, most of them were men, of course. Um, So her family moved to a suburb of Houston so she could begin training as a mission specialist. Her husband, Richard Dick, was a naval flight officer (laughs) until 1998. And then he worked as a space communications contractor and as a flight controller at the mission control center in the at the johnson space center these guys were like serious astronaut nerds like they were yeah these guys are smart here's the other thing that kind of blew my mind so then in october of 2001 their twin daughters were born i don't even know when they spent time together like yeah no (laughs) doubt figure out how that even came to be that's right but now she's got twin babies oh my god and this is after she already has started training as an astronaut, which, uh, from what I read, is it's, yeah. it's, no <laughs> it's a pretty easy rigorous. Task. Yeah. Right. Lisa and Richard alternated their work schedules so that one of them was always with the children. Oh, wow. I, I don't even know even how they did that. They didn't hire a nanny or anything. They were no, just, I, holy cow. Does NASA not pay that well? Like, yeah. <laughs> I would have thought that's what I was like. Oh, they probably got a nanny yeah. so they could handle right? it. Right? At least one. Yeah, no. So they did that. 
But then Richard was recalled to active duty in the Navy to go uh, to Afghanistan in 2002. There was a dick Because that's when the whole... Um, there, was a, <laughs> there was a dick recall. <laughs> no, Sorry. it was the war in Afghanistan, damn it. Oh. <laughs> so he had to go over there. <laughs> there. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so Lisa was alone to care for the three children while still training oh, at NASA. God. Holy... What? How do you even do that? I think the three kids alone would have taken me down. Oh, or for sure. the training at NASA. At the same time, that never would have happened. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> I, really I would have exploded. Happen. Yeah, no. Okay, this is where things started to get a little Dicey? stressful. Oh, yes. stressful. This you is know, where things the got kids. stressful because I would have thought. This is where like, things got stressful. <laughs> right. I think right. I would have stressed way <laughs> earlier. Right. Okay. All right. In December of 2002, NASA announced a mission scheduled for November of 2003, and Lisa was named as one of the six-person crew. Probably Finally, stoked. her dream of going right, her dream of going into space was within reach, right? Yeah. But just two months after that happened, on February 1st, 2003, the space shuttle Columbia disintegrated upon re-entry, killing the seven-person crew. There were three people from Lisa's 96 astronaut class that were killed, including her close friend, Laurel Clark. So Lisa went on to serve as the personal casualty assistance officer for Laurel's family, which I had to look up because I had no idea what any of that meant. So it meant that she did any number of the following things. She was the one to answer the family's questions about what happened. Okay. She was responsible for returning. Well, this says she could have done any of these things. Like, I guess I looked it up in like different, like the Navy, like the Navy and the Army. They all had like different things that they did. So I don't know exactly which mm. ones she did. Okay. But answered the family's questions, returned the de- deceased's remains and personal effects, helping them during the funeral and helping them apply for death benefits afterwards. Like wow. all seriously stressful, emotional yeah. stuff. And she's already grieving losing her friend. Right. And she's grieving oh. losing her friend. And she's taking care of the three kids. And she just found out she's going to be an astronaut. But due to the Columbia disaster, NASA decided to implement a number of changes mm-hmm. and rescheduled their mission timeline. So the focus was put on testing the new, the changes for the next mission and Lisa's mission was put on hold. Oh, stinks. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> right. So it's, I, I already can feel the, the anxiety yeah. and stuff building up. <laughs> it's not yeah. even me. Then in January of 2004, so this is about a year later, Lisa Nowak participated in an 11-day cold weather survival training course in Canada Speaking with several of fellow astronauts. Oh. Right? <laughs> that sounds Ow. terrible. That's, that... That sounds awful. But one of the fellow astronauts was William Opheline. I don't know exactly how to say his name. Um, so I'm either going to call him Bill or he went by the nickname of Billy O. Billy O. This is a grown man, by the way. Yeah, this is a grown man. Uh, so <laughs> Billy O. hilarious. I love it. They had four days of instruction with the Canadian Armed Forces. And then they were dropped off in the wilderness in northern Quebec and had to make oh. their way back 12 miles on foot. Mm-mm. Out in the cold, Burr. in the wilderness, needing to keep warm. <sighs> oh. Oh. So this wasn't like a Bear Grylls thing. This was like a. <laughs> this was mm-hmm. like. This is a little different. Needless to say, Lisa and Bill started having an affair. Mm. You know, once you got to start keeping you gotta, warm, yeah, it's hard you to stop. Spoon. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's it's yes. an intimate <laughs> it's an intimate process. Oh, God. They started having an affair and they tried to keep it quiet because extramarital affairs are a no-no in the Navy. <laughs> not just Along there. with just in general. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> but they did not do a very good job of it because Bill's wife finds emails they sent to each other and she files for Bill. divorce. Yeah, Bill. Billio. So about a year after the affair started, Billio gets divorced and moves into an apartment and gives Lisa a key. So Lisa's so, husband doesn't know about this yet. Dick I do not think Dick so. is unaware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not as good about checking emails. Or, or maybe he's just too damn busy because, oh, well, he was that's in a true. war. Yeah. That, like, oh, that's 2006. Right. Was he still there? You know, I don't know if he was still there or not. Like, I don't know if he was. So, yeah, maybe he was yeah, still I don't know. deployed. He might still have been deployed. I'm not sure. Because, you know, add that onto it. Like, she, yeah. you know, her husband is, you know, it's away. Okay. Huh. Move on to. What was that? Something from the portal? You're like looking yeah. into space. It sounds like, <laughs> like what's happening. Maybe the ghost is vacuuming. Probably not my husband. Hey, that'd be helpful, actually. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Whatever. Yep. Now you have me looking around. Now your portal's behind you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want a portal. <laughs> I'll send you mine. You can share mine. Okay. All right. But you can just keep it and I'll just... <laughs> And I'll just, no, no, no. Like you just, it'll just be housed at your place. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, okay. We'll share it. No, seriously. Something is banging behind me. I don't like it. I don't know what it is. Okay. I gonna, sent you okay. something through the portal. You're welcome. Oh dear. God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Back to July of 2006. So 10 years after becoming part of NASA's 96 class, Lisa, now 43, achieved her childhood dream of traveling to space as a mission specialist on the shuttle Discovery. Wow, that's awesome. finally got to go into space. Right. She was supposed to go in 2003. She finally got to go in 2006. Awesome. Um, It actually launched on the 4th of July. Oh, wow. Which is kind of cool. That is cool. During the 13-day space flight, she was responsible for operating the shuttle's robotic arm. But (laughs) here's the kicker. In the 90s... When NASA trimmed its spacesuit budget, it got rid of all the smaller sizes. So while there were three separate spacewalks on the mission, neither Lisa or her fellow female (sighs) astronaut, Stephanie Wilson, got to participate. So they got to go into space, but they didn't actually get to leave the shuttle. (sighs) Wouldn't you be so pissed? That sounds so familiar. Freaking livid. I'd be like, give me the guy's suit. I'll just hike it up. Yeah. We'll just, I'll I'll pin it. What do I got to do? I'll, I'll, can I can I just roll the legs? Can I, yeah. can I roll? Oh, that just... Oh. oh, it irks me, right? This is in 2006. Yeah. Something is definitely banging <laughs> at my door. Maybe um, it's a dog with an itch. No, that one's sleeping behind me. I can see her. Where's the... <laughs> when the Discovery shuttle returned, there were publicity events and interviews. Lisa was famous. She was considered an American hero. But the excitement was short-lived. Uh-oh. In November, so this, she went up in space in July, right? And then okay. she's going on all these tours and publicity things. In November, Billy O, Billy who o. was now 41 and divorced, met 29-year-old Colleen Shipman, <laughs> who was a U.S. 
ship, ship, not oh. shit. Shipmen. <laughs> That's why I was like, what? <laughs> shipmen? <laughs> no, I, was I like, could tell. I knew exactly why you were laughing. I knew exactly why you were laughing. <laughs> I was like, what's Colleen with these people? Ship men. Okay. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. So 29-year-old Colleen, she was a U.S. Air Force captain, and they met at a house party in Orlando, Florida. They began dating. What's this forty-one-year-old guy doing at a house party? <laughs> That's an excellent question. I haven't been to one so, since I was uh, like in my twenties, right? So, yeah. like, what the? I hell? mean, house I, party? I guess yeah. Unless you're thinking I'm of picturing just regular parties. No, when when I hear house party, mm-hmm. I think of kid and play. Yes, like <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, hmm. Yeah. That movie was on uh, a couple of weeks ago, and my husband and I watched it because we had to. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't <laughs> seen it since. Just as yeah, just so as stupid. stupid. It was oh bad. It, but it, it, you know, it lived. It survived the. Uh, it, was, it was just as classic <laughs> just as, as it was then. It aged well. <laughs> uh, it aged well. Yes, it's important <laughs> for a movie to do. So he's met this girl, Colleen. Okay. But technically, he's still with Lisa. Oh. You know, okay. which, you know, they were both married when they started. It's not like yeah. these people are very, like, monogamous as it is. Yeah. So. What would she so, expect? Right. So he meets Colleen. But here's the thing. So he meets Colleen in November. Okay. Then Bill goes on his own space, mi- space mission on the Discovery shuttle that December. Wow. So Lisa goes in July. In November, he meets this girl at a house party. And then in December, he goes up in space. There's a photo I found with the caption. The caption reads, attached to the controls of the shuttle Discovery is Bill Opheline family photo and new girlfriend Colleen Shipman's charm necklace. And I have this photo. We can post it. So it's a month after they met. And like, so I'm sure that picture went public, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. he's got a girlfriend named Colleen. And he even surprised Colleen with a rare phone call from the space station. Oh, wow. And the audio message read, Hey, Colleen, it's Billy O. How you doing? Hey, we're all just up here hanging out. So, I mean, this doesn't sound like a guy who just met some girl at a house party that he's not real interested in. He's into it. Oh, yeah. See, I wrote right here. So (laughs) Lisa didn't seem to be aware (laughs) that Bill had found someone new or just how serious this new relationship was. Oh, no. In early of January 2007. So, you know, that was in December. So in the beginning of January, she and her husband, Richard, separated after 19 years of marriage. Wow. And three kids, right? Just weeks later, also still in January, that's when Bill told Lisa that he would be dating Colleen exclusively. And that though she seemed disappointed, she took it well and they agreed to remain friends. They were going to continue training together for a charity bike race that they had already been training together. But apparently Colleen was bothered by the fact that his ex, she knew Lisa as his ex, was keeping her bike at his apartment Mm -hmm. and said, you know, can you, I don't really like that. Can you, can you have her come pick it up? Right. Yeah. That's a little odd. And then more seemed to go wrong on January 29th. Like this, like January 2007 is a bad month for Lisa Nowak. Okay. Okay. January 29th, NASA announced the new crew for its next space mission. And Lisa had hoped to be on it. Uh But it went to Stephanie Wilson, who was the other woman who was on the Discovery with her. Yeah. So 
she was already like, okay, great. I'm getting passed up there too. Um, so she was starting to get the feeling like I, I probably had my one chance and I've been in space and I'm not going to go again. So at some point, Lisa used the key that Bill gave her to the apartments to enter the apartment. It's not clear if this was when she was just supposed to go pick up her bike or what, but she did go through his emails and found some steamy ones between Bill and his new girlfriend. Um, And it's, it's speculated that this is when she discovered information on Colleen's return flight to Orlando after being in Texas visiting him. We're going to take a little break here and then I'm going to come back and tell you about how she went from U.S. hero to the butt of a whole lot of jokes. Here's how Lisa got to become the butt of the joke. Shortly after Lisa Nowak's lifelong dream of going into space came true, her personal life fell apart. Uh And what happened next, it sounds insane, but I can still kind of relate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything um, is falling apart. And, uh, you know, maybe you make some unwise choices. <laughs> so I, I was thinking about like, it kind of is like how uh, we talked about looking back at Britney Spears, shaving her head and yes. going. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I, I, If I had had clippers, I could, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see at then some there. point. Oh, which coincidentally I looked up and that also happened in 2007. Hmm. So, <laughs> so I don't know if there was like something astrological going on yeah. where like people were just going bonkers or yeah, Mercury was in um, or so all I can say is that I've made some pretty shady decisions under extreme stress and I'm really glad that it wasn't publicized. So <laughs> until now, <laughs> until now. Right. Okay. Shortly after Lisa found Colleen Shipman's itinerary for going back to Orlando, she decided to confront her when she landed. I don't really understand why she didn't decide to confront her while she was still in Texas. Yeah. That's never explained anywhere. I I thought that was kind of weird. Or unless she made the decision after the flight had already taken. I don't really understand. Yeah. All I know is that on February 4th, so like this, this all happened very quickly. So it was on... The 29th that she found out she was not going to be on the next space mission. <clears throat> she had recently found out about the two of them. Like, all this happened really quick. So February 4th, uh, Lisa hopped in her car and drove over 900 miles from Houston to Orlando. Jesus. Which, I looked on Google, is a 14-hour drive. Oh, my God. So, I mean, I'm sure she could have cut an hour here or there if she was driving like a speed demon. Yeah. But still, it's a 14... 14- Again, 14-hour drive. You couldn't have confronted her. (laughs) She was right there in the same state. But when she arrived at the airport, she disguised herself in a black wig and a tan trench coat. And then she grabbed a bag that contained pepper spray, a loaded BB gun that resembled a 9mm semi-automatic pistol, an 8-inch folding knife, and rubber tubing. I don't really understand about the rubber tubing. Um, (laughs) Astronaut thing, like... In case that I don't goes know, wrong, right? I, I can rebuild I, something. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Apollo 13, you know? Like, right, those puzzles. All right, yeah. I'm going to dump out everything they have in a box. Yeah. <laughs> so, your ex-boyfriend's okay. got a new girlfriend. What are you going to do? Here are the items in which you can... <laughs> <laughs> Rubber tubing. Check. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so she grabbed a bag that had all those things, and then she went to the baggage claim area and waited. Hmm. Oh, I guess she was there for over an hour. After a 14-hour <laughs> drive. Understand. After a 14-hour, which is what I, the flight could have, should have been so much less than that. Absolutely. So it sounds like she she would have had to leave. I don't think she could have, even driving like a complete 
maniac. I don't think she could have beat the plane. No, absolutely so, not. Yeah. She would have had to have left. Before the plane even took off. Right, before the plane even took off, right? Again, she must have made the decision that she wanted to confront her while she was still in Texas. I don't understand why she felt the need to fly yeah. to Orlando. That, that part's kind of... She just wanted to be in Florida. So, I guess so. Or maybe she just wanted to make sure that Bill wasn't around. I, you know, I don't know. All right, so Colleen's flight around arrived around 1 a.m. on February the 5th. I have security camera images of Lisa <gasps> following her through yeah. the airport. That's horrifying. Kind of creepy. Colleen stated that she became aware of someone following her as she was walking to an airport satellite parking area. So like, not like mm. one of the main ones where yeah. there's going to be like a lot of people oh, around. God. So it's it's one o'clock in the morning, something like that. Oh. She's in an isolated parking lot. So she said when she got to her car, she heard running footsteps behind ah. her. So she got in really quick and locked the door. Okay. Um, Lisa comes up, slaps the window, and tries, the handle tries opening the, the, the door to the car. So she's screaming that she needs a ride and she starts crying. So Colleen <laughs> rolls the window down just a couple inches. Yeah. I saw a report where she said Lisa made like some kind of a thing like, my boyfriend was supposed to pick me up and he didn't show. I need a ride. I need help. Or can I use your phone? And Colleen refused to open the door. Good. Understandably. Yeah. Psycho Good. lady. But she said... She's like, no, but I'll, I'll, I'll get you some help. Um, and when she said that, Lisa uh, sprayed pepper spray into the <gasps> car. But Colleen was able to, to drive off. So she, screw this, wow. and just yeah. <laughs> hit Bye. the ass and took off. And she goes over to the parking lot booth to get help mm-hmm. and um, call police. Officers uh, arrive shortly after, and one observed Lisa throwing a bag into the trash at a parking lot shuttle bus stop. So I'm, I'm assuming it's the bag mm. of stuff that she had. Yeah, that rubber tubing. Those, right, that completely reasonable, (laughs) normal stuff that people would be carrying in a duffel bag (laughs) in an airport. So then they arrested her on charges of attempted kidnapping, battery, attempted vehicle burglary with battery, and destruction of evidence. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. According to the police report, Lisa told Detective Becton of Orlando Police Department that she had no intention of harming Colleen that she believed that quote this was the only time she was going to be able she was going to be able to speak with her <laughs> again i don't really understand yeah. why she thought that this was her one and only ch- something yeah. in her stressed out anxiety ridden mind she had it this idea that it's now or never i need to talk to her yeah like something uh, snapped know. maybe right? she's gonna commit suicide or something who knows oh, to say yeah i don't know what she was i don't know what she was hmm. When asked about the BB gun she was carrying, Lisa said, quote, it was going to be used to entice Miss Shipman to talk to her. <laughs> that, that is very enticing. It still enticing. doesn't sound good. No. Right. <laughs> oh, you've brought a BB gun. I am enticed. <laughs> yes. Let's, let's, let's talk. Want to go grab some Starbucks? Yeah. Let's okay. go hang yeah. out. Detective said, quote, when I asked Mrs. Nowak if she thought the pepper spray was going to help her speak with Mrs. Shipman, she replied, yeah, that was stupid. Oh, it's <laughs> so, like, oh, yeah, that, I regret that Yeah, decision. I see where there, there's a flaw in my plan. Yeah. Mm. Where were you before, man? I really could have yeah. used your we, advice. We could have talked this out. The report also states that Lisa saw Colleen as a rival for the affection of a fellow astronaut, um, and she named 
Billy O. Um, and that they had... <laughs> I keep thinking Billy Ocean. Oh. Get out of my dreams. Get into my, my car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The report has Lisa quoted as saying that she and Bill were more than a working relationship, but less than a romantic relationship. I don't know about you, but I don't go batshit crazy over yeah. less than a romantic relationship. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Girl, just admit it. Right, okay. but we're co-workers, damn it, we're, and I'm upset. Like, that doesn't fly. We're <laughs> really good friends. When police searched her car, they found printouts of steamy emails between Bill and Colleen. Oh. Latex gloves, okay. a two-pound mallet, plastic garbage bags, Uh-oh. four brown paper bags with 69 orange pills that were not publicly identified. I- <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Approximately $585 in cash, her computer, and a disc that held images of bondage scenes. <gasps> what? Weird. Yeah, that's an odd collection of items. Hmm. And then here's uh, here's where the butt of the joke comes into play. Her car reportedly also contained diapers. Yeah. Detective okay. William Becton was the first to discover the diapers when he opened a trash bag inside her car and found two used diapers. No. (laughs) In his charging affidavit, he wrote, I then asked Mrs. Nowak why she had the baby diapers. Mrs. Nowak said that she did not want to stop and use the restroom, so she used the diapers to collect her urine. So this is where I want to pause for a second. So I'm trying to picture... He said baby diapers, right? Yeah, I know. I I'm trying that to too. picture how, how, as you're driving, I get how a man can do it. Right. How, if you're not wearing the diaper, Absolutely. which wouldn't fit on you if you if it was a, a toddler like diaper, how does one collect one's urine? Would she wear a I, skirt? <laughs> I still don't know how you would do that. True. I can't. I spent a lot of time trying to work this through my mind. How you would do that. (laughs) No, I did not do my own, um, own you know, I I didn't go out and collect my own data. Right. No. Um. (laughs) That that really could have helped with the story. I'm really disappointed. I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize to our listeners now because (laughs) I did not do my due diligence and grab some diapers and go out in my car and try to pee. So, I apologize, everybody. <laughs> this is where you draw the line. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I had to get, you know, yeah. if you want me to reenact something like Dexter style, like I'm way more willing to do that. Yeah. Uh, Detective Becton did not photograph or collect the two used diapers. I don't know. Oh, but it did say from the back seat of the car. So they were like just tossed right behind yeah. it, right? Yep. Or the, quote, 20 to 30 unused diapers that he found in the truck. So it was like she had a whole... You know, you got to buy the... Maybe she got the bulk pack and it was cheaper to get the mega pack. Right, she went to Costco. Yeah. She got the 300 (laughs) 300 pack. I might use these at some other point. Oh, yeah. Right. So late night talk show hosts joked about, you know, the crazy woman who drove in diapers to confront her ex's new girlfriend. Ugh. So it was assumed that she used a maximum absorbent uh, garment that the astronauts used during liftoff oh, and reentry. So yeah. that's what they were picking. That's where they were picturing that she was using okay. one of those. Being an astronaut, she probably yeah. had 
access to those. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. I, but maybe that's where she got the idea. I wouldn't doubt it, wouldn't you think? Like, right? Eh, we use this all the time. Right. But that became the focus of the story. Like, nothing else about no, this. that's all I kind of remember. Know, it was all about that. There's an entire website dedicated <laughs> to all the different comedians who talked oh about... God. The astronaut in the diaper. I mean, it's so, oh my God, so humiliating. Oh Uh-oh. my God, right? Her lawyer, Donald Leikback, Leikback? I don't know. Her lawyer. Either way, it sucks. Told members <laughs> of the press that the diaper story was inaccurate. Uh, quote, the biggest lie in this preposterous tale <laughs> that has been told is that my client drove from Houston, Houston, Texas to Orlando, Florida, nonstop wearing a diaper. That is an absolute fabrication. There were toddler-sized diapers in her car when she was arrested, but they were several years old. Ew. He said that Nowak and her family, who has, you know, they she had yeah, two they young have the kids. Yeah. kids, right, had used the diapers when uh, Houston was evacuated in 2005 during Hurricane Rita. <laughs> Here's my problem with this. Yeah. It's 2007. Yeah. I looked. Her twins at this point are five years old and police found two used diapers in the back seat. Yeah. So which is worse, that she peed into diapers while she drove to avoid having to make a stop or that she's been driving around herself and her kids for two years with pee-soaked uh, diapers in a bag in the back seat? Yeah. Like, I don't know which story I know, is both worse. are pretty bad. Like, Right? Ugh. I mean... Either option, you're just like a slob... Ugh. A really bad slog. Right. I mean, I have a ridiculously messy car. Yeah, mine It's too. mostly like McDonald's, like Happy Meal toys that right. have been discarded all over oh, the yeah. floor and crayons and shit. But yeah. I promise you, there nothing urine soaked is. No. In <laughs> so yeah, I don't know which is better that right. that yeah. she used the diapers that happened to be back there which i will give her that i'm sure there's shit in the back of my car that's been there for two years that i've been oh, like yeah. yeah i should take that out so so the unused diapers i totally give her yeah, that. that's i get that it's the used ones yeah <laughs> you're gonna know those are back there you're gonna smell those at some point <laughs> right Gross. um police did however find a receipt in her car showing that she had stopped at a day's in more than halfway between houston and orlando she had used an alias and she paid in cash. Wow. So she did make one stop. She did. Probably okay. to sleep. Yeah. Which again goes back to she made the decision to do this long before Colleen oh, yeah. had left the state of Texas. Totally. Weird. This is a good place to take a break before I go into the details of what happened in court. So I know we've been telling you guys for a while about the shop in Northern Colorado called Thistle. It's also online and you guys, there's so much stuff that's about to launch before the holidays. Yes, I am super thankful for the guy section with so many unique finds. The men in my life are so difficult to buy for. I always find something they love at Thistle. Me too. There's literally something for everyone, even kiddos. And with the holidays just around the corner, now is the time to snatch up goodies before they're gone. Thistle loves ODFM so much that they are offering our listeners 10% off their purchase when using the code ODFM at checkout. That's at thistlewellington.com. That's T-H-I-S-T-L-E-W-E-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N.com. Or pop by in person in downtown Wellington, Colorado. 
this doesn't get any better. <laughs> this gets a little, this still, this stays in the whole weird thing. Oh no. While at the station, police told Colleen her attacker's name. And in her police statement, Colleen said that while staying with Billy in his Houston apartment that very weekend, he accidentally called her Lisa one night in bed. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why she admitted oh. that on her police report. Yeah. Because because now it's on the web. Like, I yeah. can find that. Okay. Yeah. I found that in more than one location, by the way. That sucks. Um, red flag there. Red, red flag. So Colleen phone, phoned her boyfriend to confirm the connection. You know, like, hey, is this is this the, the woman who just attacked me? Uh, yeah. Is this your ex? She also, in a handwritten handwritten request for a restraining order against Lisa after the arrest, Colleen referred to Lisa just as an acquaintance of her boyfriend and did not identify Bill specifically. But she claimed that Lisa had been stalking her for two months. I don't know if that was real or not. I didn't see yeah. that explained yeah. anywhere else. So I, I don't... Interesting. Yeah. I don't whether... know if she was just trying to, like, make it sound worse than it was. Yeah. Or if that... She was like, yeah, I've been feeling like someone's been following me for a while. I don't know. Ugh, creepy. So in his statement to police, uh, Billy O <laughs> said that he had been involved in a quote, somewhat exclusive romantic relationship with Lisa Nowak, who was married somewhat. for about three years before oh. meeting Colleen. Okay, that's not exclusive. So he admitted that they were as exclusive as you can be when, when, when at some point both were married. married and then, <laughs> right. I mean, we're pretty exclusive. I mean, <laughs> we're not also seeing other married people. Which, yeah. Why? Okay. <laughs> okay. And then he said that he told Lisa mid-January that he was in love with Colleen Aww. and wanted to pursue an exclusive relationship with her. Exclusive of his previous wife and exclusive <laughs> and of, of Lisa. Okay, we're going full exclusive, girlfriend. not half exclusive. <laughs> we're going, yeah, I'm going, yeah, I was only half-assing it before, but now I'm going full ass <laughs> and this is who I'm going to date. Um, he was quoted saying, she seemed a little disappointed, but, um, she seemed to be rather accepting of that. Hmm. Find you know. that really fucking hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, she's just, she's faking it for your sake. Like, okay, I get it. I personally have never dated someone for two to three years who suddenly abruptly said, you know what? I met somebody else and I want to date them exclusively and went, oh man, that's so oh, cool for you. How sweet. I love this journey I'm for so you. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Did I mention that literally two weeks ago, I just told my husband that I wanted to divorce yeah. him? Did I mention that? God, I thought maybe we could be exclusive, but that's yeah. okay. It's no cool. Biggie. I'm over it. No I'm, biggie. On February 13th, uh, Lisa entered a not guilty plea and her lawyer filed the paperwork for an insanity plea, claiming she suffered from obsessive compulsive disorder, insomnia, and depression. Okay, those all seem doable. Yeah, that, that, that all seems that legit, right? Legit. Yeah, I'll give her those. Mm -hmm. A month after her arrest, NASA let her go. <gasps> well, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I still kind of feel bad for her. I, was like, I know all after the stuff all she that learning through, and training, right? And, yeah, right. And it was a a month. It was so it was a month after her arrest. It was like maybe six months after she actually uh, went into space she was okay so she was uh, she was let go and then bill was let go from nasa a few months later wow. they were the first astronauts ever dismissed by nasa wow so they were both returned to the navy nasa said you know what i would like to return these yeah 
I would like my money back, please. <laughs> please. These ones did not <laughs> work out. These are defective. Yeah. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> These are defective. Sorry. So I wonder if they um, have the same rules as the Navy. I know a lot of Army, Navy, like you could get dismissed if you've been caught in a relationship mm-hmm. outside of your marriage. So I wonder if they have yeah. that same kind of. Uh, they probably do now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they didn't. Um, ultimately, prosecutors dropped the attempted murder charge and battery due to uh, paramedic reports showing that Colleen wasn't actually pepper sprayed. It was only oh. sprayed into the car, which is why she was able to drive off. Although, I mean, she she meant it. Yeah. So there was a whole lot of legal back and forth that wasn't very interesting. So I just kind of yeah. skipped over a lot of that. In November of 2009. So it took like a good... Wow two and a half years to get through all this she entered a guilty plea to felony burglary and misdemeanor battery so it got it went from attempted murder and kidnapping and all that down to felony burglary and misdemeanor battery what did she she still oh the letters and stuff from bilio's Mm -hmm. she um she was sentenced to a year's probation and the two days she had already served in jail with no additional jail time as well as community service, and the judge directed her to write a letter of apology to Colleen Shipman, oh. which I have a photo of that we can post. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Right, Colleen, on the other hand, understandably was not happy with that yeah. sentence. Yeah, pretty light. She reportedly told the court that she believed Lisa had intended to kill her. She said, "Quote: It was in her eyes, blood chilling expression of limitless rage and glee." Wow. And glee. Yeah. (laughs) Gleeful rage. Um, She also said that the crime had left her with nightmares and dizzy spells and that she felt she needed weapons to protect herself. Yeah. I feel like it it, maybe maybe she pled down like maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she had the gun. She had the knife. She had the rubber hose. She had the rubber hose. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I shall beat you with my rubber hose. Um, (laughs) That's what he said. In the middle of all this, uh, Lisa and her husband, Richard, divorced in 2008. Shocker. Shocker. Yeah. Um, but she was given full custody of their three children, which wow. I did find strange. Totally. Considering that at the same time, she was pleading insanity. Yeah, and, and was let having, go from her job. I, I found that really weird. Billy and Colleen retired from the military in 2008. They got married in 2010, and they now live in Alaska with their son. So wow. they have a happy little story. In March of 2011, Lisa petitioned the court to seal the record of her criminal proceedings, citing harm to her family and their livelihood, and the motion was granted. Wow. So I think that's why there was just like a lot of legal mumbo jumbo that I saw uh-huh. and not a lot of really good things to talk about. So I was just uh-huh. like, I want to skip that. So also in 2011, she was given a other than honorable discharge from the Navy. But not dishonorable. Right. I was like, how do you... Other <laughs> like, honorable. There's honorable, dishonorable, and then they're like, I don't know what to call this. We'll just say other. <laughs> Check that box. <laughs> uh, she struggled after leaving as the notoriety of her case kept... Oh, yeah. You know, kept her from getting a job. Yeah. I, that sucks. Unless maybe she could become like a, like a tester for Depends. <laughs> Maybe she didn't try hard enough. Yeah, like like open your mind to new possibilities. She could have done the commercials. Totally. As an astronaut. You know, like how they make make fun of um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis for doing activity. She could totally have been. She could totally have been the face of it. Like as an astronaut and somebody who who drove 14 hours. 
Right. Yeah, I mean, diapers. you embrace it. She could be infamous and making some cash. Out yeah. Of it. So anyways, she quietly lives in Texas. She works in the private sector, which oh. I don't think there's any there's space yeah. stuff she could do. <laughs> I, no. don't, I don't know. Probably not. But I have two little fun facts. First fun fact is in 2019, there was a film called Lucy in the Sky that is loosely based on Noak's story. Lucy, who is supposed to be Lisa, is played by Natalie Portman. Oh. And Mark, the astronaut she has an affair with, is played by John Hamm. I had never heard of this movie. And I believe it's because it said it bombed at the box office. So... Yeah. So, my second fun fact is that after this incident, NASA instituted annual psychological screenings for their astronauts. It's probably a good idea. I would have thought that was already there, but. Well, apparently they did it when when you go either you go into training or before you become chosen Uh, for the for their class. But then they figure after that you're you're all good. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing else will happen to you. No, right? Um, I did read that there's like a lot of astronauts report that they have a hard time adjusting after going into space because it's kind of like this huge big deal and and the whole perspective of like seeing the world really small and all this, like you have a hard time adjusting back to normal life because perspective has changed. I would imagine that she spent her whole life working towards this moment and then, you know, then it's done. And it's and then not that all exciting. this other right, and then all this other shit starts to happen at yeah. the same time. I really yeah. think that she thought she was gonna come back. Now she's an astronaut. She's been in space. Yes. She's gonna leave her husband. She's gonna she saw all these, marry this, this guy. Oh. And uh, that's not how it played out. Yeah, her potential so, exploded. I feel a little bad for her. I do too. It sounds. Like something so. that could happen to almost anybody, except she just took a little farther than most. Right. She was, and she was, is just that one diaper for murder. I mean, if she hadn't <laughs> had those diapers in there and she had had to make several pit stops, she may not have caught Colleen at the she airport. She might not have been there in in, in time. Luckily, and Colleen did all the happened. right things. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you everyone for listening thank you again. For listening. Sources for today's story include wikipedia.com, abcnews.go.com, and biography.com. To see images from this story, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ODFM Podcast, or on our website at odfmpodcast.com, where you'll also find a link to our merch store, where you can get awesome stuff like t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. And if the weekly podcast just isn't enough to fill your ODFM cup full, join our fan club on Patreon for more content like minisodes, bloopers, and discounts at our merch store. That site is patreon.com slash ODFM podcast. And if you do love our bloopers and need more than we naturally do, which is a lot, buy us a glass of wine at buymeacoffee.com slash ODFM podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM, hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. 